0: to another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm your host, Shay Wheat, founder of Grace and Ease Productions. And I just love the fact that we are in a world that allows us to connect with amazing, like-minded individuals from all over the world. Probably one of the reasons why I love events is because we can connect with people and bridge that gap. I'm all about bridging gaps. And today's guest is coming to us from across the world. So it's probably like ten o'clock where he is, and it's eight a.m. So ten p.m. where he is, eight a.m. where I am. But we're bringing you the goods here today. And my guest is John Munn, who is a time optimization, or is that I'm saying that right? Optimization. That is correct. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. He is empowering entrepreneurs to get this work less and make more. I'm on board for that. Um, He has a proven track record of taking people from 70 hours per week and burning out to 20 hour bliss. Oh, I can't wait to hear more. Uh, John really specializes in helping six-figure-plus entrepreneurs achieve remarkable results while working fewer than 20 hours a week. Now, as a multi-award-winning entrepreneur himself, He has successfully run diverse businesses, including the world's first ancient alcohol brewery and an environmental social enterprise. So I'm excited to learn about some practical tips and strategies to help you optimize your time, boost your productivity, and drive sustainable business growth. Help me welcome John to the Creating Powerful Impact stage. What's up, John?
1: Hey, hey, Shani. Thanks for having me. Like, pleasure to be here.
0: Excited because you know, we both work with entrepreneurs, movers and shakers, people that are creating massive impact in the world and changing lives. And when we're doing that, we start out being the person that is doing it, right? We've got a mission, we've got drive, we've got ambition, we're doing all the things, we're wearing all the hats. And as we continue to grow and scale, for some reason, the time also continues to grow. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about like, you know, how in the world do we get out of that trap of working 70 hours a week? And then I definitely want to hear about your tips on how to, you know, go the other way and start working 20 hours.
1: Yeah, you're totally right by describing it as a trap. So a lot of the people they start a business, they've got great intentions, they've got a good idea, they're excited, you know? Yeah. And they start and it's going great. And the skills that you need to start a business are one set of things. But after a business grows past a point, it's a slightly different skill set that you need. And a lot of entrepreneurs, especially first time entrepreneurs, they find that rather than building a business, what they've ended up building looks kind of like a job Mm. and it becomes it's self-employment, which what everybody, yeah, is the common term self-employed and it's, it's quite different being self-employed than it is to owning and running a business
0: Mm.
1: there. You often have to be self-employed first, but then you transition to it being a business. Mm. And that's kind of the main thing that I help people do. I tend to take people after they're, they're already making six figures and they're going, oh, things are so busy and I'm kind of trapped. I'm, I'm stuck in this thing and, okay, I want to own a business. I don't just want to own a job. Yeah. So that's kind of, it's a difficult place to be. And a lot of the time, people haven't seen other business owners run a business. You, a lot of people, when they first start their, their first business, might not have seen other business owners. And so they don't know how it can be different, how it should be different. Mm -hmm. So I help people go through that journey, sometimes helping them from the very start, from the idea, so the foundation's always in the right place, but often coming in after people are making some money already and helping them turn from being self-employed into being a business owner, into owning a system that works and reducing their work week and making more money while they do it.
0: Okay, beautiful. So, what would you say is like one of your top tips for working less than?
1: Yeah, my number one top tip always, always, always is track your time. So many people do not know exactly how much they spend their time, exactly how much time they spend in their business. And even if they know roughly how much time that they actually spend, a lot of them wouldn't be able to tell me what tasks they did and how long each task, how long that task took them. So this to me sounds silly. If, If I asked you how much money you made last year, you could probably tell me. If I asked you how much time you worked in your business last year, you probably couldn't. You couldn't give me an accurate figure. If you don't know how much time you spent, you don't know how many, how many dollars per hour you made. Like maybe you'd be better off working a job. You know, Uh, yeah. There are all these kinds of things, and there are freedoms that come with owning your own business. But it's a very basic understanding of what have I spent my time doing, and was that worthwhile? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So, if you're running a business and you don't know what you've spent your time on, you don't know if the thing that you're doing is actually moving the business forward or not. Which tasks actually drive drive revenue, which tasks actually give you a return on your time investment.
0: Okay. So it's all based on the numbers then. So just like when we're running and producing an event, we want to know the numbers. How many people are showing up? What is the conversion rate? You know, um, how many people are in the room in order to have those conversion rates? We're basing it on the numbers to support us in making decisions. And so it's just taking it another step forward of know your time numbers is what you're saying.
1: Yeah. So to put it into context of an event, if if you have a hundred people come to that event and it took you, let's say, a hundred hours to organize it or to find the people to come, et cetera, et cetera, and you get three conversions worth, let's say, ten thousand dollars or whatever at the end, was that worth your time? Would you have been better spending your time doing something else? Now events are a great way to get customers and to get people involved and to build your network as well as lots of other advantages that come with running the event. But your time is a cost Mm -hmm. and not enough entrepreneurs factor their time into the cost in general, into their general costings, but also they don't factor into the opportunity costs. Would, would they have been better doing something else? Mm -hmm. So just tracking your time, knowing what you spend that time on, absolutely critical to knowing are you moving forward and are you doing the right things? Okay.
0: So what would, like, are there any other, like, time tracking secrets that could really boost somebody's efficiency to be more successful?
1: Yes. So when you know where your time is being spent, one of the things... A very simple exercise you can do is if you take your calendar, so your upcoming calendar for the next week and take your priorities. So what would you say your priority actually is? Is it hiring new talent? Is it training people? Is it getting new customers? Look at your calendar and look at what you say your priority is. Does it align? Are you spending the majority of your time doing that, those things that are genuinely what you say your priority is? Chances are. You're not. And just it's a very simple way to see, okay, something's not right here. I say my priority is X thing, but actually, X thing only takes 10 percent of my time. You're the other 90 percent of my time is doing something totally different. You know? <laughs> yeah. And a lot of the people fill their calendars in backwards. So they let other people dictate their time. Mm-hmm. They don't spend enough time with their calendar, putting in the things that they see as priority first, whether that is friends and family or or finding new customers or whatever it is. And then the time for everything else, the time for working in the business rather than on the business. So there are some very simple wins that a lot of people miss out on. And there's a lot more there as well. But just for somebody starting out, simply looking at your calendar, does this match my, what I say my priority is? Yes or no? And okay, how do I actually spend my time? Because everybody knows what you put in the calendar might end up changing this way or that way. Things might take longer than you expected or not as long. And people are very bad at estimating how long a task took them. Yeah. You know, I suck at it. Everyone, everyone sucks at that. Actually tracking it and having a hard number and saying, okay, yeah, this is, this is the truth. This is what actually happened is very powerful and very useful so you can analyze your time and then make an informed decision. Do I want to spend my time doing that? Would somebody else be, would it be better to bring somebody else to do that? Should I get rid of that thing entirely? Mm -hmm. Like whatever it is, but you can't make an informed decision until you know what you're working with. Yeah. So tracking your time is just getting that knowledge, knowing what the situation even is.
0: Do you do you just like pen and paper track your time or do you use like an app or something like that?
1: So I personally, and almost all of my clients use a totally free app called um, Toggle. Okay. So it's totally free. You do that. There's a browser extension. There's a mobile app if you, if you prefer to track that way. Um, and there's a website you can just track on there. Really easy. Every time you do a task, you basically just, hit a little button and press play. It tracks the time. And then you can say, you can categorize it. You can tag that. So you can see, okay, that was on this project or it was on this kind of thing. And then you can uh, add tags that might make it more specific. It also generates reports for you, okay? Uh, Which is great because then you can see at the end of the week or the end of the month or the end of the year or whatever, I spent 23% of my time doing this thing. And so then it's really easy to say, oh, okay, well, 23%, that would have cost me X amount, uh, dollars wise to time. I can pay somebody like a third of that and they'll do it and they'll probably do it better because they're dedicated to that thing. Mm-hmm. So you can make decisions based on, on those kinds of reports as well. And mm-hmm. um, the balance is a bit more delicate than that, but from just, you can get straight into it. It's easy.
0: Yeah. 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 So takeaway right now is download toggle and start
1: (laughs) yeah i very highly recommend it i use it with all my clients it's normally one of the first places we start um you can do pen and paper if you want just a simple tally chart type thing does work if you're inclined that way i find toggle is more accurate it works better it's a bit easier as well Uh, i have on my website i have a simple step-by-step guide so you know how to set up that toggle tracking. And it helps guide you through the initial analysis as well.
0: Oh, okay, great. Um, And that's that's a free gift that we can include with the show notes here?
1: It is, yeah. So it's just johnjdmun.com. So my name, johnjdmun.com. And then forward slash time sense. And Mm -hmm. sense is in, you know, sight, see, smell, time sense.
0: Okay, that's really super helpful. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, I would love to know a little bit more of, you You know, in in your introduction, it's all about going from like 70 hours to 20 hours uh, a week. How do you do that? (laughs) I know, understand that like, okay, tracking the time. And now that we understand the time that we're spending on certain things, and does it make sense to have us do it or have somebody else do it that is probably more cost effective. If we're a $500,000 an hour person and we're doing a task that's a $15 an hour task, take that off your plate. Um, Is there anything else about taking and running a six, multiple six figure business in order to work 10 or 20 hours a week?
1: Yeah. So there's a proven framework to do this. So firstly, you take each thing a stage at a time. So the very first thing you want to look into is what can you eliminate? What things are you doing that actually on reflection, yeah, this isn't, this isn't worth it. Even if I hire somebody to do this, it's, it's not worth it. You know, like, Let's get rid of this. So what can we eliminate? The next one is what can we simplify and systematize? So we look at the system that we've got and say, okay, well, maybe I can move this bit from here to there, or maybe I can get rid of this little bit of the system. Or maybe I can set it up so it's a simple flow. I know exactly what what happens in what order. Okay, that's the second one. So simplify and systematize. You then got automation. So I help all my clients automate certain tasks so that nobody needs to do them. Okay, we clean up the system. Let's automate a bunch of stuff. You know, let's repurpose some of our content. Let's make it so that clients automatically get emails about uh, what we do, about how we can help them, reminders that we exist, et cetera, reminders for appointments, all all these kinds of things. Let's automate all of that. Yeah, and I can take people step-by-step through that as well. And then the last one, that's the only time that you start to delegate, which is what you mentioned about hiring people in to do these tasks. Because if you delegate any sooner than this, you find that it doesn't solve the problem. Because you've got errors within the system. The system that you run isn't efficient. There are already problems. There are already, you're doing tasks that don't matter. If you just hire people to do tasks that don't matter, it doesn't improve anything. All you've got is more people doing stuff that doesn't make a difference. You know, you expand the errors within the system. Mm -hmm. So you delegate last.
0: Got it. So I can hear the entrepreneurs listening now going, Ah, John, I'm so busy. So much is happening right now. And now you want me to track things and go through all of these three steps before I can go ahead and delegate something? Like, isn't that going to take so much time? <laughs> what, what do you say to that? Like, how, how do you support somebody with with that piece of it and and that mindset?
1: Yeah, this is super common. Like Everyone is like, oh, no, it it sounds so, so much. And honestly, it's not. So the thing that you need to do is track. The first week you track, that's going to take you about an hour to actually do all the tracking and all that kind of stuff. Now, that sucks. And it's like, oh, I need to add an extra hour onto my week. That's difficult, okay? When you've got that information, there are so many easy wins that you'll be able to identify and that we'll identify together that... I can almost guarantee that we can remove at least 10 hours a week, if not 15, 20 hours a week within two weeks of working together. Cause there'll be so much stuff there. There's like, okay, bang, that's gone. Bang. This is gone. And it's, we don't need to do this. You know, when you've seen these kinds of systems again and again, you see that a lot of entrepreneurs make the same kind of, I, I don't want to say mistakes, but errors. They make the same kind of, systems, the same kind of things that they're doing that it's, yeah, we, we don't need to do that. Let's get rid of that.
0: Okay. Before yeah. you keep going forward, what are some of them?
1: Some of the simplest errors. Um, I had a client in Canada who was running a very successful business. It was a few million dollars uh, a year, like two, $3 million a year service-based business. And he was still taking every single client call that came in. And some of these client calls were worth, it's, it's a $50 job, you know, it's going to take an hour and it's $50 and it's, okay, yeah, this kind of thing is $50. You've just spent 15, 20 minutes on the phone call with somebody and the job's going to take an hour and it's only $50 at the end, that kind of thing. Let's get rid of them. So there are very simple wins of, okay, this, this kind of situation here doesn't work for us. One of the biggest ones, social media. I don't just mean necessarily scrolling time. I think it's important that people have downtime and people relax. And if you're one of the albeit few people that genuinely relax when you're on social media, then cool, like that—that's a good thing. But a lot of people are trying to manage five different social media channels, and they're posting to each one, and they're posting the same kind of thing to each channel, and every channel's a, a bit different. You know, managing even one social media channel well is a full-time job mm. yeah it, it, so, so a lot of big companies have an entire team for each social media channel to run three four five social media channels yourself as a as a one entrepreneur is crazy mm-hmm. and it it turns out not to be worth it mm-hmm. there's a a saying that if you try and catch two rabbits you won't catch either you okay. know And that's what a lot of people are doing. They're trying to do a little bit of everything, and they they just, it's very difficult to move forward if your attention is split over so many avenues. So, yeah, in terms of very simple wins, it's okay, let's see what avenue does work for you and what avenue fits your skills. What avenue do you enjoy? That's Mm -hmm. part of it as well. And let's remove the other stuff. You know, let's stop doing that. Let's do one thing, let's do it properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other ones, maybe we can just automate so that the same thing gets automatically cross-posted if you want to. But let's focus, our attention goes here, on this one thing.
0: Beautiful. Okay, so so those are some of the the common mistakes that you you see entrepreneurs making and taking up a lot of their time, like $50 phone calls. Um, Go ahead and continue with the rest.
1: Do you mean other, like, simple things that people are doing?
0: Uh, no, so you were talking about like the mindset and the the shifts that people were making, and:
1: Yeah. knowing why you do things mm-hmm. is fundamental to this. What is your goal? What are you trying to achieve? And why do you think this task is going to help you achieve that goal? Okay? Some of that, sometimes it is instinct, or ideally, expertise from somebody who's been there and done it before. And you get their help and they can say, yeah, this thing is going to work. But a lot of the time you need to have the data. What, what proof do you have that this thing works for you? Just because somebody else did well on YouTube, for example, doesn't mean that you're going to do well on YouTube. They've got different skills to you. They've got a different personality, whatever it is.
0: Well, and their niche is different too, right? Like is your audience even hanging out on that platform, so to speak?
1: Yes. Yeah. And, Honestly, a lot lot of people come with the mindset that my audience is here and it's here and it's here. So I need to be on all of those. It doesn't need to be like that. It's okay. Well, your audience is in these places. Which one do you like the most? Which one better suits your skills? Let's do that one. Which one have you done that's actually delivered some kind of results? Mm -hmm. Let's focus on that. Mm -hmm. So easy wins. Let's reduce the number of things that you're doing that are kind of People are taking this shotgun approach Mm -hmm. and let's turn that into into a laser. You know, let's turn it into a sniper rifle. You know, we're we're going right for this thing. We're going to do it well. We're going to find the right people at the right time that want to be part of this. Let's do it. There are plenty of them.
0: Beautiful. Um, So, We've gone through, we've done the app, we've figured out where we're spending all of our time, we've now gone through the the system of simplifying and systematizing and now we're getting to the point where it's like okay, time to delegate. How like what are some suggestions to have that effortless delegation and how do you really outsource?
1: The thing that I see people getting wrong the most with delegation is after they delegate something, they assume that somebody's going to do it perfectly based on how they would do it. They think that somebody will do it the same way. If I tell you, go and post this thing to Instagram or, or go and organize this event, the person's probably going to do it in quite a different way to you are. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes people need to find the way that works for them. But if you need something done in a particular way, or you have particular deliverables that you want that don't expect the person to just know that Mm. they're different to you. They've got different experiences. People are scared sometimes about over communicating, but when it comes to delegation, especially when you first bring people on, it needs to be absolutely crystal clear. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Who else is involved? How do you want this done? What's the deliverable at the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, how often do I want feedback? So if you've got to, for example, organize an event, let's say you've got a three-month horizon, are you going to give me weekly updates about how things are going or do I just want to know how it went after? These kinds of things make a big difference to a happy, useful relationship between you both. Makes sense. One of the things that I like doing when I bring people on, especially delegating first time, is I do a SWOT analysis, but on, I let them do a SWOT analysis on themselves as an individual. So what are they personally strong with? What things are they personally weak with? What skills do they feel that they don't really have yet? What opportunities do they think? What can they bring as a network? Maybe they've got connections and things that might be useful for me. Would they be happy sharing those? What threats do they see? So what might stop them from doing the work? Mm-hmm. And when you've got that picture, it's much easier to work with them and say, okay, yeah, you feel that you're really strong at these types of things. Let's lean into that a little bit more. Yeah, let's make it work for both of us. What are your goals long-term? Are you going to stay with this company for the next 20 years? Some people might say that, but realistically, what do you want to do? What does your working life look like? Do you want to be fully remote? Do you want to earn a million dollars? Like these kinds of things. What's important to that employee will help you get the most out of them.
0: Beautiful. So
1: from a delegation point of view, people often underestimate the employee's aspect within this. It's important that they feel valued. It's important that they know what they're doing and why they're doing it, the communication side. And it's important that you know how to best utilize that person.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So John, I think we've covered quite a lot of different opportunities to get our listeners started on the next best steps, but could you tell us a little bit more about, I know you mentioned it earlier, but the gift that you have for them to kind of get them started. Can you share a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. So it's called the time sense toolkit. It's a simple step-by-step plan. So you know exactly how to set up your first personal time audit. So you know how to track your time. It has some prompt questions. So you know where you were beforehand. And it also helps you analyze your time after. So you know, okay, this is my situation. What does this mean? Where are some of the easy wins? What what can I do now? I'm not just leaving you hanging with, you've got some information now. You have to book a call with me. It's actually useful. You can do something with this. Oh, yeah. And if you want to speak with me after and see how I, I can help, cool. But there's no obligation with that.
0: I love it. I love it. OK, so the link will be in the show notes. Um, I'm excited to take a look at that because we all can collapse time. Like, There's so many different opportunities that we can take a look at what it is that we're doing that think we think is doing us a valuable thing, but in reality may not necessarily be. So why not get that time back? Because we all have the same amount of time. So um, as we wrap up here, I would love for you to share with us what is a takeaway or a memorable note that you would like to leave our audience with?
1: A memorable, actionable note, I would say, is track your time, track your time, track your time. I started tracking my time because I saw this Video about jelly beans, about how much time you have left in jelly beans? I don't know if you've seen this. I can send you a link. Do you know it?
0: Uh, no, but that sounds amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a short video, and it's, he pours out this massive pile of jelly beans, and then he takes each jelly bean represents a day in the average American's life based on your life expectancy. And he takes away the jelly beans based on, okay, this is how long you're going to be asleep for your life, This is how long you're going to be at school for your life, etc., etc. And then you've got this little tiny pile left. And then it's, this is how many times you're going to see your parents again before they pass away because their life expectancy is different. This is how many times, how much time you're going to spend with your partner on average. This is how much time you're going to spend commuting for the mm-hmm. average person, et cetera. And it's like, you just see this, this massive pile of je- jelly beans just dwindle down and down. And the video ends with a simple question. What are you, what are you going to do with your time? And when I heard that, I sat and I calculated based on how much time I was spending it then, how many times I was going to see my mum again before she passed. And it was only roughly 20 times based on her life expectancy. And for me, that was unacceptable. Right. So for your listeners, for you, I would say it's worth just spending some time and saying, okay, how many times have I got left to do this thing? And is that acceptable for me? How many times have I got to go surfing? Or how many times have I got to see my family? Or how many times have I got to make a, a meaningful connection with a friend? Or something. Mm. And have a think. And if it's, the situation isn't how you want it to be, what can you do about it? And for me, that is why I'm so time-focused. You know, I've, It's great running the business. It gives me that time freedom. But for so many people running their business actually becomes a kind of prison where they have to, they feel that they have to work 70 hours a week, otherwise everything falls apart. Mm -hmm. And I just, I want to help people to break out of that and build the business as it was meant to be as something that gives them time and financial freedom.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And save those jelly beans for the things that are really important for them. Yeah. I love that. Thank you, John, for being with us here today. And I want to thank every single one of you for listening and joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm super excited for you to take all of these lessons because there are a number of them. Maybe go back and re-listen. Take the resources that John has left for you here. Start implementing them and create even more impact in your world. Until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to creating powerful impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creating powerful impact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.